What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicle, brought to you by CinematicReal.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today for a very special final week of the regular season of fantasy football, which coincides perfectly with the holiday season. Mr. Jack Renault, as always, welcome. Your first final regular season week of the fantasy football season. How do you feel as a, what turned into a joke is now one of the two more serious players in the league now? How do you feel? I mean, it's... You, you said it when we got into the season, you were like, it's it'll keep things fresh at least, like it'll be entertaining at the very least, but I don't think people were suspecting a, pot- a potential Cinderella story like me and our guest here, but it has been a blast and I look forward to doing it more in the future, I was, as do I look forward to talking about this movie today, which I, I actually had a very good reaction to. Nice. I was talking to um, I was talking to my to Jen about this and she's like, who, who are you talking to so early in the morning? I'm like, well, like... The, the guys are talking about weather in the Jets-Houston Texans <laughs> game, so I got to give them an update on the weather. Uh, Hunter, as always, is here. How you doing? Good, sir. Yeah, never would I have thought to wake up, check the group chat, and I get pictures about if it's raining outside. I'm like, yeah, cool. It's 6 a.m. <laughs> they were sending pictures of like, well, better adjust your lineups, fellas. So very nice to see. And here I am taking another cigarette drag, like ah, another fantasy season in the books. Yes. And then uh, – <laughs> Hunter is a regular fantasy football player, as am I. But Jack had a partner this season. No more after this season. But Mr. Luke is back. And um, Luke, you used to make fun of American football. Now, how do you feel? I, I will still make fun of, of some aspects of it that I'm not happy with. <laughs> There's sense. too many commercials. Like that's just that, But that's the whole American thing. Have, you, uh, have, but, we, have we counted yet how many Patrick Mahomes commercials or Kelsey commercials? I'm at like eight now. I think I've counted the season. Eight different ones. Down so. They've gone down a okay. bit. Okay. At, least, yeah. at least you guys avoided the Baker Mayfield era of commercials because Hunter and I, oh. know, those were nah, bad. The, Some of those, the ones, what was it, Allstate or State Farm or something? That wasn't too bad where he's on the Browns. And he's is at the he, stadium. Do you think he's the most mediocre quarterback to get that many commercials in history? Well, yeah, because I think at that time they always go for the young quarterback who's doing a lot. So like CJ Stroud next year, oh, oh he's gonna rap. have a lot of commercials. Rap, so yeah. many commercials. Oh, he ain't gonna have a day off this next summer. <laughs> Luke, feelings on football now. Uh, they're a bit. There's, the games are still too long for me. Like, they're nice. They're a Sunday evening thing that I can look forward to. But the, once the second round, second round of games start, I'm, I'm out. I fall asleep during the second quarter, um, and I can't watch the primetime games, which is annoying. But sometimes they put the Patriots there, so it's like eh, I'm, I'm not missing out. <laughs> yeah, lucky us, they put the Patriots there. Good segue because they have been officially flexed out of the primetime game next week. Uh, they were playing the Chiefs, and it got flexed to the afternoon. I forgot what's taking the place of it, but uh, but I'm glad you guys are enjoying. This has actually been – I'm in, s- in many leagues, seven, eight leagues, and it's this is com- – our LOC league has been one of the funnest I've had in a long time just because you guys have made it really, really fun. So to commemorate that, we are going to talk about a movie that I love, a movie that I saw as a young, young lad many, many, many years ago, the 30th anniversary of – for some reason, why I'm a Notre Dame football fan, but for people my age, one of their favorite sports movies of all time, Rudy. Uh, 
it's going to be a fun discussion. Before we get into that, let's get into some of the news of the week. I teased it off the air, guys, but um, this isn't really news, but it's always something I look forward to every year. The actor on actors variety videos have dropped. Mm. So the only reason I'm mentioning this is because you guys, you three are very smart, intellectual cinephiles here. So I po- I, I, I'm going to give you guys this question. Actor on actor, dead, alive, what would be a couple of combos you may like? Jack, do, oh, you, I, you, do you already have one? No, I'm going to have once you said dead or alive, I'm going to have to, like, widen the thinking. So I immediately, I immediately thought Al Pacino and Art Carney. Huh. What would they have to talk about? They would have, like, yeah, seven-four so... Oscars to discuss. And yeah. even then, I, I, like, oh, I love I you think, on the Honeymooners. <laughs> I think we should just have Dave and Art Carney at that point, because we all know what he wants <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> you, just, you would just talk about it. So. But Mine, just, um, go ahead. I'm going to go with Marlon Brando Ooh, and Daniel Day-Lewis. That's great. That's actually like <laughs> just two total. I mean, technically Marlon Brando's method acting, but really not <laughs> at the same time. And then Daniel Day Lewis is just a freak. So I want to see what they talk about. That's a good one, Luke. What action stars do you have going here? How did you? <laughs> I was. How did you know? Um, I think what first came to mind is is one Tom Cruise and and Jackie Chan, so they can oh, talk about how they they blur the line between and act share their many injuries or maybe like a tom cruise and buster keaton because i know they talked about the, the jet like when making that reckoning so maybe they'd have to something to talk about there this is very Compared... i mean they they start in i believe one movie together but just a actor on actor with bruce lee and chuck norris from way back yeah. when just that would have been interesting and then uh actress wise like Meryl Streep and Katherine Hepburn. Yeah, I would have went with just because of the inception of all. I would have gone Hepburn and Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's a good one too. Just so, yeah, just, so yeah. just so Blanchett Maybe. can talk about playing. Yeah, Hepburn being just the mind fucker you could have with that conversation. I I was I, I was trying to think about when this came to mind. This actually just came to mind this morning. Like. Who is good enough to sit with Jimmy Stewart? It's kind of like Tom Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, it's Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, it's like the Daniel Day Lewis, Marlon Brando. Yeah. It's kind of like the two that just, that they're... actor of the different like eras, essentially. Yeah, the generations. Yeah. And then I'm thinking one more for my end, Leonardo DiCaprio and Cary Grant. What What about like a Kind of going back, just kind of thinking along like people who did like similar things in different eras, maybe like a Molly Ringwald, Emma Stone. Oh, I like just, that. Just like kind of no. talk about, yeah, just like their okay. kind of upbringings and comedies and where they went from there. Speak, yeah, and Emma Stone has was really hilarious. This maybe week. a more recent one, like uh, Robert Pattinson and Jacob Elordi, because they just always give the best answers in interviews. They're just like, they're just there. I think it'd probably be the most viewed actor on actors ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I look forward to these every year. You always get, you always get some duds, but for the most part, you do get some entertaining uh, videos. Uh, With that being said, we are in award season and we did get MBR and AFI this season. I mean, this, this, uh, this week, along with the VFX, we need to change our prediction because Oppenheimer no longer (laughs) exists in there. Uh, before we go to MBR and AFI, Jack, on the spot, who are you going with in VFX right now from 20 options that are given? Uh, 
Let me pull up the list. Because, uh, yeah, I, I texted you when we heard, like, we it was so funny. We thought, like, Oppenheimer was just going to be the walk after uh, after Dune got pushed. But uh, turns out that's this, not the case. Uh, this went from the absolute easiest category three months ago to now the hardest, I think. It was funny. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not going to lie. I I'm just thinking for like nominees, but Barbie is now really interesting to me. Now that I saw it on there, I'm like, okay, they did like think about it when like they were going through like the VFX. So since it got in there, I think it could maybe like just gather groundswell. And one sleeper that I think is kind of just getting a really big surge now is Godzilla minus one. I think specifically with like its budget, I could see that sneaking in, but as for a winner, Correct me if I'm wrong. Has a correct me if I'm wrong, but has Marvel only won once? I wasn't it. I, I, don't, I don't even think so. I don't think they have won once. They've ever won. Yeah, they, barely, they actually barely get nominated, honestly. Which is sometimes straight because some of I mean now it hasn't been that great, but like the Avengers yeah. Infinity, what they did with Thanos, I think that was worthy of a win. But that's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do. Got, it's got the thing of if they go up against like a Best Picture nominee, like I think that was the year it went up against 1917. So that yeah. was just like the yield. Um, mm -hmm. I do like a lot. I mean, despite the issues of VFX and Marvel this year, I do like what they did in Guardians a lot with the with Rocket and the other animals. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm gonna know. throw one out there: the creator. That was the other one. This could this kind of feels like it might be like an X Machina, Machina. kind of year, mm -hmm. where it's just yeah. like a weird kind of out of left field. The creator kind of feels like it could be that's, that. That's my only pick right now, as we don't have anything else to go off. But I was like, that's the only thing people talk to when they watch that movie, and I thought it was a fine movie. But that's really the best part of the movie is the visual effects do look amazing. I agree. So uh, I, I guess that's 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 what we go for right now. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to dis to discuss later in the season. But yeah, MBR, we have our ten. Uh, they they chose uh, Killers of the Flower Moon as their best picture winner. Uh, surprise, gents, for NBR. No. Yeah, I, really. did, didn't didn't the Irishman win this in twenty nineteen? Yes, they did. I mean, surprise that consecutive Marty films, but. It's Martin yeah. Scorsese, so nothing really surprising there. And they went heavy on it, so we have. Say, is, is is NBR a? Is that a New York organization, or are they based yeah. in New York? Do you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, in New York. They they went heavy. Hey. They went uh, picture director and actress. Then actor went to Giamatti for the holdovers, which is that was a fun win. Supporting mm -hmm. actor went to Ruffalo for the poor things. Uh, fun win. Divide and join Randolph for the holdovers. The NBR Icon Award went to Bradley Cooper. Original screenplay, holdovers, adaptive screenplay, poor things. And Tiana Taylor won breakthrough performance. Directorial debut went to Celine Song. No shock there. Animated feature went to Spider-Verse. Uh, best international feature went to Anatomy of a Fall. Best documentary went to Still. It's not going to happen, but God damn it, I wish it did. It's not even going to get nominated, but I, I really wish it did. And then Ben Saul Samba went to Iron Claw, which leads to the top films of the year being... Uh, including Colors of the Flower Moon. We have Barbie, The Boy and the Heron, which is weird that they don't even give it animated feature, but, you know, just throw it in our top ten. But um, Ferrari, duh. Uh, sure. The Holdovers, The Iron Claw, yay. Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Poor Things. Uh, love The Iron Claw. 
of being here. I think I'm the only one that has seen it as of now. So uh, I'm sure you guys will have your thoughts when you guys see it. Uh, anything surprising, Hunter? Out Ferrari? Ferrari, yes, outside. But also in general, right, oh, right now, the New York film critics and NBR double dipping on a lot of movies right now at this mm -hmm. moment. Usually they're a very big spread the wealth, one win per film kind of thing. And now it's multiple wins for killers, multiple for the holdovers, multiple for poor things. I think it was multiple for, what was the New York film critics that won a bunch of prizes too? Oppenheimer. I don't remember. Oppenheimer won a bunch of awards. So like, it's a really weird thing in terms of a lot of movies getting a lot more than I would have thought of at this moment. But not surprising that Killers of Flower Moon won here. Um, I mean, it's NBR. There's going to be, there's usually one to two kind of, I don't want to say what the fuck picks because they're usually good movies, but they're ones that we're not, you know, Ferrari and the Iron Claw, where we're really not considering them for best picture, but nothing wrong with them. No, I, I've seen. Uh, we're gonna get it to Golden Globes under. I've seen people started predicting in drama uh, to get in Iron Claw, which would be Could. pretty dope. Uh, Jack, any thoughts here? Um, kind of just the same as Hunter. I mean, I guess Boy in the Heron Two is surprising considering it didn't win animated feature. Um, but yeah, I think it just kind of furthered our suspicions about some movies and kind of made us further consider other movies. I think like my. I think probably about like six or seven or so are locked. And then, you know, you have like the Iron Claw Ferrari, Boy in the Heron kind of bottom three that could swap in, could stay. But yeah, Iron Claw is one that I think could actually do well at the Globes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a very big, it's a big downer. But um, to give you some some context in terms of the stats, there have only been two best pictures. Uh, there have been since 2000. There have only been two movies that have won Best Picture that have also won MBR, which were Slumdog Millionaire and Green Book. That's it. So, Killers of Flower Moon. Isn't it? If you want to win Best Picture, you have you to be in. You don't want to win it's this. One of the, it's, no, it's either you have to be nominated at NBR or AFI or some combination of both. I remember. Yeah, I think I think it's a like no film has won Best Picture without being nominated at either of these groups. Yeah, or something I, I, like that. I think you're right. Something so like RIP Color Purple because that took a. Wow, well, once hit. you mentioned AFI, that's what I was going to. Not that the Color Purple is. I mean, it could have been, but you know. I don't know. Keep going. And then, no, AFI, we have uh, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, May, December, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. AFI usually likes animated films, so seeing Spider-Verse here isn't too shocking. So it's not going to be in my best picture lineup or anything along those lines right now, but just I, I love the movie, so I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, Luke, what have you seen from here? I know you're more on the... Uh, I, I'm working on it. Yeah. I've made a watch list of movies I still have to see before I make my own top 10. Very prestigious list to be on, of mm -hmm. course. Um, Is Mission Impossible actually, your number one? No. It's actually my number three now, okay. as of as of Ooh. recently. Uh, here. Quite recently, actually. Uh, Mission Impossible movie number three, yeah, that, that is surprising. But uh, yeah, I, I will try to see all the all the things I can. Of course, we're not getting every movie here but we are getting a uh, boy and the hair and we're getting poor things um don't don't think we're getting iron claw uh, among a few others but you know i follow the the biggest awards and then i watch the oscars and of course we have our bet going mm -hmm. Oppenheimer wins. i have oh, to watch I every can't best wait. picture winner 
and I'm starting <laughs> to think I, I need a head start, so I, maybe I'll start. So <laughs> I, 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 I still have 24 to go, and we're not, I'm not doing so well. Luke, right I'm gonna, Luke, I'm going to tell you, when you get to Tom Jones, can you please just do a, a Discord with all of us? That's all I ask. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't, don't want to watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, well, it depends. I'll, maybe I'll save it for then. Then we can watch it together. Because I'm not watching it twice, and I have. Yeah, I haven't even watched it once, and I'm already telling you, I'm not watching it twice. But yeah, the core, the a correlation between uh, best picture and AFI and MBR is usually between seven, between six and eight. So we kind of have an idea here. Yeah. So it is. It is huge that the color purple did miss both in terms yeah. of best picture nominees. Not, it's not out of my best picture nomin predictions right now, but there's a dampen on it. I agree, um, especially for what was two weeks ago when I did my updated predictions. I upped in a lot of categories, and I'm taking it a little back down. It it went up two notches, and I'm going to take it back down one. Yeah, I have um, I probably like nine or ten right now, maybe. Yeah. Well. Also, I don't know what to do with it, honestly, because I don't know if it fits in some of these. It's the zone of interest. I'm very puzzled on what's That's, going on. I think if anyone else, if anyone took a hit this week, it was them. Because yeah. if that movie can't get critics love, it's, 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 it's R.I.P. Problem is... LA film critics are going on now, now in an hour, so yeah. that's not saying it's the last stand, but it's getting close to the last stand. Are you and moving we, it completely I, out if if it doesn't get Lashka love? Maybe. It's also, I was going to ask this question. I still don't know what the hell to do with May, December. I truly don't. I don't because know Todd Haynes is just not a director who gets, like, his movies don't get Best Picture. Carol is one of the most... Nom not mo the most nominated or most beloved movies of 2015 didn't get in. Now there were there wasn't 10 nomination slots in 2015, mm -hmm. so there was it definitely could have been the ninth place in that year of eight nominees. But still, Todd Haynes is just such a. It's so weird to think he's just I don't know. I, this one's getting so much love, so I I don't know. What to I do. think the three of us and then have been through this enough that we know not to get too like hyperbolic after one week of this stuff i mean we can look at like s the movies that have shown up everywhere like you know barbie oppenheimer stuff like that and we can start oh, yeah, being a little more confident. our top seven are pretty much filled already like lock yeah. it and kind yeah. of forget it but yeah, then it's it's may december where if it shows up at the globes tomorrow then critics choice on wednesday i'll be like well at that point sort of maybe yeah it's a, it'd be conversation to have which is a great segue to the Golden Globes, which the nominations are, at, I listen. I'm on the East Coast, so I'm perfectly fine with this. I believe they are at 8:30 in the morning, which is perfectly fine. 7:30 for uh, Hunter and for Jack, right? Or you're 8:30 as well. Or 8:30. And then middle yeah. of the day for Luke, right? This is 3:30, so oh, I will be wow. watching those. That'd be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> I mean, 7:30 isn't early, but that's fine. <laughs> So obviously we we don't want to go through everything. So do you want to just start with? Uh, oh, are they doing? Are they the ones that are doing that cinematic and box office achievement thing imaging? Yeah. So can we just yep. put the top ten at the box office and call it a day there? <laughs> sure. Well, some you gotta you gotta you know which right, one Mario people actually Brothers, liked. Get it. Oh Mario, yeah, it's gonna be something. It's they're Mario's not definitely getting in. Yeah. Do you uh, think there's been there's been a lot of bombs? Can you put ten together? So, all right, is. so we have Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the, Barbie. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy. Little Mermaid. 
probably. Little Mermaid. Maybe. Did the Hunger Games make um, enough money to con- qualify for yeah. this? They did. Made decent, Within, yeah. yeah. Um, listen, yeah. I, I, they're star fuckers, so Taylor Swift feels very right for a nomination. Oh, here. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it eligible? Yeah, theatrical yeah, runs. Oh, made oh, enough yeah, money. Right they'll they'll yeah, make yeah, it yeah. eligible. Uh, John Wick. <laughs> John Wick did good, yeah. did well. Um, and then you, you you said it, Jack. Super Mario feels yeah. feels yeah. like it. Um, we have score. Uh, I I would say Oppie. And this is, I haven't really done a list because I literally forgot until I saw Hunter's post. So uh, I'm going to use this as a gateway. You're here. welcome. So. I actually have the same top three as you do. I have Oppenheimer just in different orders. I have Oppenheimer, Spider-Verse, and Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, poor things. And I guess Zone of Interest, if they go for it, would probably, I would agree with you there. It's, it's, uh, it's I have you know, five and six because there is six slots now in every category. Coolness. But Boy in the Heron and Zone of Interest, my final two. And I was just like, I don't know, shrug. Because at the same time, 27-time nominee John Williams. He's right there. Yeah, that's about right. He's getting he's getting an Oscar. Not talking about it, but it's John fucking Williams. So what am I supposed to do? Not take him seriously? Uh, Jack, just off the cuff, anything that we'd missed here? Uh, I, I think you guys kind of hit all of them in that. I, I, this is one where I'm just like I'm not really sure what like the four and five really could be. I think. It's kind of top heavy, but we just know who the winner is. That's about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do know Spider Verse is a threat there, just because Daniel Pemberton is Campaign the globe's favorite for some. Fuck and it's a very <laughs> good yeah, score. Too. It's a very good score. But he has like he has like five Golden Globe nominations, one Oscar nomination for a song. Like he barely. It's weird. There's like. When in doubt, he'll get Golden Globe nomination and then not win, or Luke, not even get nominated. Luke, what what action movie do you have in here that we have not talked about? Well, Dead Reckoning is not going to get nominated. I think I can. Yeah. It's a know. great. It's a great. It is score, a good though. score. I really love that. They never. Just, they oh, never oh, fail. About score. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like the Hunger Games score that was quite cool. They never fail, though. The Mission Impossible scores are always good, I think. Hunger Games could get the song nomination. It's Olivia Rodrigo, so that's Which, you know, that's 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 something. Which, that was a segue for original song. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, I would I don't even know what the name of the song is, but it's Olivia Rodrigo, so I will probably have her in. Uh, there's no world we get three Barbie songs, but I think three Barbie songs should be in here, but that's not going to happen. It, it, it there's should six be. slots. It could happen. Because yeah. the Dua Lipa song on top of the Billie Eilish, which I think Billie Eilish is the one that's going to win the Oscar in the end. It's not going to be yeah. the, the I'm Just Ken They're song. not going to submit Ken? No, no. I think, no, I, think going to, I think it's getting nominated. Oh, they can submit no. multiple? Yeah, La La Land, the year La La Land was there, they got in for two and submitted three. You can do the max three is what I, you can I thought it was now. just one. Um, but yeah, I think Barbie submitted three, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, do you have do you, you have peaches, right, Hunter? Sure, why not? It's the globe. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I is also after like writing this article for like two hours. I was just like, ah, fuck it, fine. Peaches can get in. Who cares? Because <laughs> it's the globes. They put they put a cat song in there because it was Taylor Swift in 2019. They can do. They'll do what they want. I like the song. Maybe because I'm. Well, we all like the movie here, right? Luke, did you like it's Mario? The, it, yeah, it was fine for what it was. Yeah, it's 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 kind of the bane of my letterbox list right now because out of all the movies I gave good reviews, it's the bottom. 
So it's like Mario, and then below it's a lot of pe- movies people liked, but I didn't like. So now it looks makes me look stupid. <laughs> so if you like Mario more than American fiction, I'm like, well, I mean, uh, you know. <laughs> um, to keep running through these quick, uh, animated feature, I actually agree. Uh, I think the majority was Spider-Verse, Boy in the Heron, Elemental. I, I think Mario gets in. Uh, I know you don't have it in there, but I do think Mario gets in. Um, I mean, you could throw the logic, whereas like, if I'm making it for song, you might as well put an animated, but I was like... Chicken Run? Go- I- the, go- the Golden Globes do get a little inventive, though, in this category. They will nominate some animated... or. I mean, international animated films as well, and some that you've never even heard of, like Inuo last year, and there was another one from a couple years ago that I, like, from Asia that I'd never heard of. So you do have do the, you do have the two that I was thinking to Nimona and Robot Dreams. That would be like that out that one we that was call. what Robot Dreams was is the well acclaimed movie that people really aren't talking about actually. Uh, in that, uh, international feature or foreign language film, I have the exact same. Uh, you have and that of your fall zone of interest society of the snow the taste of things perfect days and fallen leaves that seems seems right here mm-hmm. uh, but, uh i think there was one uh one of them i was teacher's lounge i also thought could mm-hmm. get in here and there was something else i don't remember but it's again supporting it's the fun category where france gets two yeah as they should Supporting actor, uh, I think we'll get Jack to chime in here, but I think we are all here. Downey, Gosling, De Niro, Ruffalo, Charles Charles Melton. That's and you get get two, right? This is six now, right? Mm-hmm. For the globe, you, you six in every every single category. So you have except box office. You have Defoe. I actually am just gonna say they love Oppenheimer that much, and they'll do Matt Damon for shits and gigs. Well, uh, mine was I was fifty fifty was Defoe or Sterling K Brown. Oh, I was yeah, yeah. 50-50. But Jack, any, I don't know. Anything, I anything here that you, or anything that you want to add? So you got, we're all in agreement, De Niro, Downey Jr., Gosling, Melton, Ruffalo? Yeah. Yeah. If That's... they go all in on a certain movie, I could see Dominic Sessa, like, maybe sneak in here. That would be amazing, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the one that I hope for, but if they go all in on the holdovers, I think... Dominic Sess is just like too big in the movie to like kind of not shower some love to as well. I love it. He's probably he's like got the unknown fact, the like first acting role kind of going against him. But. So, he's what do you want to call him? He's he's my Rudy of this year. There we yeah, go. Yeah, like, like that. Like he's like not that. predicted. He's not predicting any like lineups for anything. But I'm like, God damn, he really deserves it. And he's so good in that movie. A uh, supporting actor. God, supporting actor sucks this year. Um. Wow, mean. I'm sorry. It just, <laughs> oh my God, it sucks. No, uh, it's very hard to actually predict. This was the hardest character. There's like four people I left off here. I'm like, probably. Honestly. So I think I agree with you for the most part. Divide Joy Randolph, Daniel Brooks, who is fine in the color purple. I can't say much yet, but like, Ooh. yeah, I don't, whatever. Uh, Jodie Foster, uh, Emily Blunt, Julianne Moore. And Vi- yeah, this actually, and Viola Davis. I think this is, this, I, this seems fine. I was. It was Viola Davis, Penelope Cruz, Taraji P Henson, oh, even Cruz. Claire Foy for all the strangers. I there was literally four people. I just was like, well, it's Viola Davis. She's got the big name, so who knows? Um, Jack, anything that we didn't mention from Hunter's list? Uh, you didn't mention Julianne Moore, did you? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, that's that's what the May-December surge is one that the Globes mm-hmm. is the one place where I'm really, like, looking at it. Um, no, I I think this one's kind of... I, I mean, I, 
again, if they want to go all in, maybe America Ferrera sneaks in mm, if yeah, like Barbie yeah. turns into like a yeah. the big populist movie. I mean, she does um, have. She's a typical she, supporting she, she's got, actress she's got nominee, and she yeah, has she's a got scene. The scene so. for it, yeah. That's why I'm starting to think Barbie made lead nomination morning in the end because there's multiple locations where it can get more than one nomination in the category, and it's like, mm, I yeah. wonder if that's actually going to be the nomination leader on on uh, nomination morning. Uh, oh. Lead actor, comedy or musical, Giamatti for holdovers, Jeffrey Wright, Timothy Chalamet, Matt Damon, Gael Garcia, Bernal, which would be awesome and nicholas cage in is what hunter has uh sure why not like fine this 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 is definitely paul giamatti jeffrey wright and you just everyone else is also ran and you look at this category it's pretty it's a very weak category this year honestly kind of well the next one up was jamie fox for the burial which is a great performance mm-hmm. in a movie that i don't think anyone really watched and it was like michael fassbender next goal wins i'm like ah, nobody watched that movie or liked that movie yeah. Paul Dano and Dumb Money. I was like, no, not really. So it's, it's a, it's a very weak category this year. And then uh, I suspect on here it would probably be Giamatti that wins this uh, when we that get are... there. Yeah, he's won a couple Golden Globes already. Uh, and then, good. I think it won for yeah, it won for Sideways. And the lead actress yeah. uh, for musical comedy: Emma Stone, Robbie, Fantasia, Natalie Portman. Julie Lewis Drivis and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence would be inspired and it would be great. I hope it happens. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, and then lead actor drama, Cooper Murphy, DiCaprio, Domingo, Barry Keoghan, and Andrew Scott. I actually like this lineup a lot. This would be like it's a, good lineup. a very good lineup. Uh, and then you have for actress, Carrie Mulligan, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Hewler, Annette Benning, Greta Lee, and Kaylee Spainy. Uh yeah, looks good to me. Yeah. Annette Benning, man. Well, was, she she, I was, she, she really yeah. earned that she really earned that now. I'm just staying in, in the water well, overnight. I mean, it's it's I literally was watching this movie at Tiff Nyad. I was like, this is gonna get a SAG nomination and a Golden Globe nomination. Like just this is just that kind of movie and performance. I gotta say the but people be... Go ahead, sorry. I would be surprised that like Anjanu Ellis or Jessica Chastain gets in. They always nominate one actor from a movie that really nobody has seen yet. Yeah, like, there's always that one nomination. You're like, really? And then it's because it hasn't movie hasn't come out yet or anything like that. Obviously, there's no correlation. You can't be like or causation. I guess it's just a gut feeling, and it's the globe. So, and take then a, take a roll of the dice. Director Nolan Scorsese, Lanthimos, Payne, Cooper, Gerwig. I actually think Greta's more locked for an Oscar nom than others think. I think she's... Get your, I think, get your steak sharpened once yeah. you read the next category. <laughs> what, screenplay? Oh, you don't have it in yeah. screenplay. You really don't think Barbie's going to be a thing, or do you? <laughs> this is like Jamie Lee Curtis all over again. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I think it's competitive a lot of categories, but the problem with screenplay is the Globes just do one category. It's so hard. So, all right. Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Holdovers, American Fiction, Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives. I can see them bypassing Past Lives or American Fiction to get Barbie in there. Uh, I can't see Barbie missing. I I was... It was very hard. It was honestly between Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives, and Barbie. And I couldn't take Scorsese out, even though I could definitely see it. And Past Lives is all screenplay, really, is all people talk about for that mm-hmm. movie. But then I was like, it's it's definitely a category. I'm like, look, I'm going to get four out of six right. 
I, whatever way I predicted, it's going to get four out of six right. Somebody's going to yeah. miss that I think should get in. Somebody's going to get in that I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. So it's very hard. But that's kind of my feeling. I think I'm not a huge Barbie is going to be a nomination leader thing, even though I know it's a strong contender in a lot of places. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like on like the folks on Twitter that think it's going to win Best Picture all of a sudden, but I, it's. But it also. Yeah, I look at my prediction, it makes no sense that Greta Gerwig gets in for director but not screenplay. But I'm like, again, it's the Globes. Logic is not the best thing they're known for. It's interesting because like we finish we finish up with picture, you have Oppenheimer, Killers, Maestro, Anatomy of Fall, Past Life, Strangers and Drama. I mean all of us strangers of drama, which the only thing I would I I'd hope for uh, Iron Claw edition here, but and yeah. then motion picture. That, that's the only other one in, in uh in lead actor drama if if uh, Zach Garfron would get in. That would be pretty, pretty awesome because yeah. he's pretty incredible in it. And then um, musical comedy, you have Poor Things, A Holdover's American Fiction, Barbie, The Color Purple, and May, December. I think this looks good. Um, I do think, man, I can see the Globes giving Barbie comedy or musical best picture. Barbenheimer, but the 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 tagline the next morning, Barbenheimer wins best picture at the, yeah. at the Globe. It just feels like they would not that would not be something that they would not want to do. Relevant again, guys. Yeah, like yeah. hey, Barbenheimer. We, we could. We see you. We see you. But yeah, we'll find out tomorrow, and that should be a fun one. Uh, now let's get Luke back in here with what we watched because he's been he's been silent for a bit. And then, and then I'm, I'm dealing choice. with some fa- fantasy issues. Oh, oh what is go- what is going yeah. on? This is a football podcast today too. What is going there's, on in there's fantasy? Been some, been some slotting of players on the other team. Ooh. So. Uh... Has has your You're has your competitor made has your competitor made some moves? Yes, they haven't. If, I, if I, I was him, I would not want to be running at the Niners' defense. Oh, oh. but yes, I would. I would. I would say Dave, we should do our Critics' Choice nominations. But I was like, wait a minute, just grab your Oscar predictions That's and it? throw them in. That's just what they'll nominate. <laughs> if you have seven contenders, you have the seven people fighting for the five slots of Best Actor. Fuck it, they'll nominate all seven. Why not? You have twelve directors fighting for five spots. The Oscars. Oh, I'll put fuck them it. They'll nominate ten of the ten of them. Oh, man. that it's is a. Choice. They I, don't care. To, to comment on Luke, yes, that is a very poor choice by your competitor. Very. Oh, this is not moves you want to make. Okay, all right, not my team, so it doesn't matter to me. Uh, congratulations. Hey, as long as we get done at eleven fifty-five, so I can. I mean, my slide was set a couple of days ago, but maybe I have to readjust. Congratulations on the playoffs, gents, because that is a boy. If you're don't, li- don't, it, don't, it, jinx, don't jinx us, Gonzo. No, I will no, not. You, I will you, not. You've seen how quickly these things can go away. <laughs> There's I no way not. I'm playing you. I just played you last week, and you kicked my absolute ass. Who me? Oh no! Uh, no, that, them. So now Poppins. this turns into a fantasy football podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you talked about it. What am I supposed to do? All right, Luke. While Hunter's looking at his lineup, what have you? Nah, I'm good this now. Week? All right, let's go in reverse order. Leave the best for last. Uh, yesterday, I watched Leave the World Behind. Uh, knock at the cabin's cooler older brother. Um, <laughs> I saw not, that. That was funny. It, not crazy about the ending, but but it works. It works. Uh, just to get into the Christmas spirit a bit, the Santa Claus trilogy. Yes. It gets worse every movie, but... Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> never mind. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. Have you watched the show? I just no, the show looks show. even worse. Yeah, there's there, we're on season two, my friend. <laughs> two seasons. I've obviously I've never watched it. I'm just curious if people have actually watched it. That's I, my thing. Like, I, <laughs> I I have season two. I started okay. yesterday because I waited for the fin- uh, to finish. 
Season two started off, starting off rough, my friends. Starting off rough. Uh, I like how you, you waited. Like I'm gonna wait for season two to be done so I can really watch it. That is that is more commitment yeah. than anyone has done for that, this Santa Claus on Disney Plus too. Yeah, man. At least there there are 27 minute episodes. I could run through it in like two or okay. three hours, so it's yeah. not too too bad. All right. So then I've yeah. been catching up on some other new releases, the holdovers. I very much enjoyed it. Maybe not to the same level as as many others, but still a very cozy uh, Dead Poets Society esque picture. Uh, I watched The Killer. wasn't crazy about it, uh, but I enjoyed the, the the bits where he's trying to be the killer, but he's really bad at being the killer. Um, it's hilarious. I think, I think there's <laughs> a the comedy. Best, it's the best comedy of the year. <laughs> um, I watched Dark Bottoms. Comedy. I watched Bottoms, which is. It was it was fine. It's not my blend of humor, um, but anyway. But on the first of December, I watched Godzilla minus one, which Dave refuses to go see, even though I've told him to to go see it on the big screen. And it, it, it racism. Was I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. I'm listen. I I want to see it on IMAX, and they took it out of IMAX for Oppenheimer here in New York. That's true. So I noticed that too here. I was I checked I checked to see Godzilla, not knowing it was playing IMAX, was it? But then I was like saw Oppenheimer. I was like, wait a goddamn minute! And then I noticed yeah. they put it back. It's it's as good as everyone has has been saying it is. It's my number two of the year behind Oppenheimer. That Ooh. that is what slotted Mission down to three. Uh, but I did want to mention one other thing for for the for the JFK heads in in the room. We have a, a total of nineteen point five stars on on the on the film. I checked. Jack, you gotta pump those numbers up, baby. Those numbers. <laughs> Come on, man. Look, gave it five stars, and you know. But I finished this book for the listeners at home. That it's Stephen is Hayes, phenomenal. Did you like it? Yes, it's it's incredible. It's like. You just spend the whole time in the in the '60s. So basically, it's about a guy who has to go back in time to to save Kennedy. Yeah, and there's a series. That's, that's there's a there's saying. a Hulu series with James Franco. I just started watching it, and it's, it's doing some things differently, but it's interesting actually. The the changes that they've made. Yeah, I really so, I was all in. Anything Kennedy, I just just throw it in my lap. I'm in, I'm all in. I'm glad you like it. Jack, what do you got outside of uh, uh, finals? Yeah, yeah. So I finally watched uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with the family. Uh, it was watchable. Uh, I it, it, I wasn't nearly as like damning on it as some have been because I am quite apologetic towards this franchise. Um, I think the opening was definitely its strongest element, especially with uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls was good, but it was probably the most unmemorable out of them all. But I think it did get a little too out there for me uh just kind of at the end of the day and um yeah um then i had a christmas hotel double feature i watched holiday Inn and white christmas uh, oh, sublime i think i'm just not a bing crosby guy i think, oh, I, think Jack. I, I think i think he's a i think he's a great singer i think he is a great singer but aside aside from going my way which i watched earlier this year and i think he's pretty great in that and solidly deserving of best actor i think he's just fine in these i think his co-stars um fred astaire and danny k respectively kind of just like out kind of steal the show for me at least um but that said they're both really warm movies um i did a little uh pre-preparation for next week's podcast spoiler alert i watched willy wonka and charlie and the chocolate factory 
Uh, <laughs> more on more on those later. <laughs> will you um, watch Will you watch Wonka's preparation? Yeah, that comes out this upcoming weekend. Right? Yeah, that's why I put yeah. it. I yeah. put it there so you can watch it. Three days. Yeah, have you seen I, it I, yet, least... Hunter? Have you seen it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. It, it, it's out in. Is it out in some places? Or it's like a limited release or just no, holding it's, it back? No, it's completely out this I, week. I've never seen it this week. I, I, I say maybe foreign territories. Yeah, yeah it just okay. it, embargo, sure. embargo lifted on Wednesday. It's certified fresh already at 80, I think 84, 85, something like that. So, okay. uh, uh, Smiling Friends, I just, it's like one season, <laughs> like eight episodes, like oh. Ben and Siege, you just breeze through it. Um, it's, it's, it's one feature length show i guess it's so funny <laughs> oh yes Dave, dave's reaction to that show i i i can't even imagine uh but I'll, I'll just throw that on while i do schoolwork. and then lastly it used it last week gentlemen and i'm glad i saved it for this week because i have watched draft day oh man yes let's go <laughs> i i agree with with what you guys said last week it is nothing insane mm -mm. i think some elements no. of the plot kind of take away from like the general excitement cough cough relationship yeah. um that <laughs> just said skip, skip those scenes yeah. yeah that said i knew when the seahawks like assistant manager or whatever said fleece him i knew it was going to be a good movie <laughs> Oh, some in, some hilarious uh, split screen use, I will say. Like just oh, like yeah. the, all the crossovers and everything, I was just loving it the whole time. Some really funny, just like supporting character, like fucking Ted Benicky popped up, and I was just like, "What the hell?" Uh, big shout out to the intern. Um, I think that guy deserves his raise, and hopefully he gets it. And no, I'm glad I watched it because now it was a great let me follow up to J to Kevin Costner cooking in the court. Now let me let me let me ask you, Jack, as a fantasy football player now, because the first time I saw this movie, when they I and Hunter said it last week, he I thought he was the biggest idiot in the history of like fake sports and real no, sports, I, and then he pulled off what he did at the end, and you're just like, all right, man, cook, cook, keep cooking, my Luke, friend. Luke, Luke said Luke said he relates to Sonny Weaver. I was like, I kind of relate to the like the coach who's just like, you think you maybe want to run some of this by me first, waking up every morning with like twenty texts of hypotheticals. It's just like man, next season you won't have to. Next season they'll be off. That's true. It's just you. Hey, next it's season will be the inbox. Yeah, it's. I think it's the. I've rated it a five out of ten. I could maybe bump it to six, but it's like the only five out of ten movie I watch at least once a year, which is something about it. So there you go. It's a good movie, sort of, somewhat. I don't know, honestly. I never know. Even when I'm watching, I'm like, is this good? I don't even know, but I still enjoy it. So. I mean, fifty percent is ex. It's just like. It's not a good movie. It's, I agree with you, but like the good is so good for us as sports it's fans. Bad. It's just like it's... especially I really watch it every April in the NFL drafts going because it just hits right when that feeling is going on. It's just like yeah, I guess so. It works. It's like a Christmas movie. I don't even like all the Christmas movies, but you know, during December, why not? For sure. Uh, Hunter, what do you got? Um, let's see here. Um, speaking of Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. Uh, some conjunctive way, it is the same thing as the color purple, which I saw this week. In terms of, it is the most six out of ten. I don't know what to rate this movie. This was the hardest review I've ever had to written in a long while. Wait, this movie the, is the new one or the original? Ah, uh, sorry, the new color purple. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, where I watched it what Monday, 
and I just was able to struggle to finish my review of it yesterday, which doesn't go for a while. But I don't know what to make of this movie still. Where I liked it, I didn't like it. I did not. I don't know. It's so weird of a movie. I don't know. For something so big and so everything about it, I just feel nothing about it, which is so weird. My thoughts are much still, clearer than you are. And I'll, okay. I, I, I think you're going to – I hope you – did you finish your review? Like, do you yeah, know what you gave, you know what you gave it already off the line? We could be oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's I don't know. It is the most I don't know. I, even watching the movie, I was twisted. I was like, I think I like the scene. I think I do. I don't know. It is such a weird kind of movie, and I, I've texted a lot of other people who kind of feel that same way too. Where it's just like, huh. So I'd be curious once the review bar does look what people actually say about it, and if anyone wants to dog my review when it comes out. That's fine. Not every review is great. <laughs> uh, I saw The Boys in the Boat, which I don't think we're technically allowed to talk about at all, so good on them, even though I kind of want to talk about it. Uh, I saw The Abyss, the James Cameron film from mm-hmm. 1989. They had a 4K special edition in theaters this week, so I saw it there. Uh, it looked absolutely amazing because it's a James Cameron film. But the funniest thing was they um post on fandango and i bought the ticket that is two hours and ten minutes long this movie is actually three hours long excuse me i've never seen the abyss is it really three hours long this is the director's cut so it's three hours long holy (laughs) you know me you know me three hours long is fine but when you say yeah this movie's two hours long and then you deliver a three hour long movie i'm like wait a minute this isn't right i put my phone away i don't have my watch on i think people anybody who checks their phone or their watch watching movies like it's not unforgivable, but it is pretty bad. So, like, when I'm in this movie, I'm like, man, it really feels like we've gone longer than two hours on this movie. <laughs> and yet it, it's it's a good movie. I am I am not saying that, but it is that was on Fandango's fault for doing that. Yeah, that uh, was the only that's the only blind spot I have for Cameron. So I'm excited to see it when it comes. Yeah, out before, I right? hadn't seen it until this one. It's you read about all the behind the scenes stuff, and it makes the movie even. I want to say better or worse because James Cameron is a huge dick for what he made these actors do. And it is some scary stuff when you notice, like, they're like, you have to swim underwater for two minutes here. And it's like, nope, they really had to do that in a giant tank and hopefully, you know, not drown in real life to make this shot happen. And it was, it's crazy. Uh, it's a pretty good movie for being underwater. And then I watched Leave the World Behind, which Luke said that in a Night Shyamalan movie, that is exactly what it is. Uh, it is bonkers. It is fun. It is stupid. It is brilliant. It is stupidly brilliant and brilliantly stupid. I have no idea. It's 140 minutes long and it's really fine for being under 40 minutes. But if this was like a hundred minute movie, it'd be really goddamn good. It helps that if you have Mahershala Ali in your movie, I will like it because I actually do really love him as an actor. So I don't, for Netflix movies that are not awards contenders, the bar is very low and this one cleared it quite well. So I'll take what I can get. Yeah, then I watched Rudy last night, which I'll talk save until we talk about it. Uh, so for me, I I think I'm the only one that saw our buddy Helmer's short, right? Or did you get to chance well, to see it? I was the first one. To oh, see you were the first one. Well, that's true. I saw it. I saw it two months ago or whatever it was because I donated to his. Um, oh, nice. Next film, so I not, got to see it early. Not, not you know, not because he's our friend, but he's he's got an eye. Well, he's, got, he's got some talent here. That's all that. Look, that's all I'll say. Look, I'll say. I have seen a lot of short films from a lot of students because there's a lot of people at school I've went to as well. This was definitely the best one. And yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying because he's my friend. It's truly, I've seen a lot of short films. There's a lot I'm nice about. And I say, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, cool. And this was like, I was like, no, this is actually really goddamn mm-hmm. good. I, I concur. For, 
I I did see the boys in the boat as well, and we can't really speak about it. I I will speak about a conversation that Hunter and I had. Oh, that he great. I've right, never been least. I've never been more shocked by anything Hunter has ever told me in the, like the two and years. Neither I can't believe me. I, I I was like, are are you, are you okay? I was like, I was concerned for you for a moment. And that is exactly what I thought every goddamn minute of that movie. I was like, is this really you know this this really this movie a George Clooney movie? Um, and somehow it was, and obviously, effects? it's nominated. On the short, <laughs> I don't know how, honestly. But water, sure. water, just lots of I mean, water. I, that's what I said. They love water because I, yeah, I, I guess sure. Um, I saw the color purple as well. I, I uh, can't really say too too much. I, I, it's, I envy you that you were just you had a simple. Oh my god, I was so happy. So Jack, I had, I had. Uh, full disclosure, I think I've said it's in the other chat or just spoken to Darren about this because he's very he was very excited for. It. I skipped six screenings of this movie in New York. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I refused. I didn't want to see it in, in on the big screen. I just wanted to hit my FYC screener uh, app and it hit. On That's something you want to say out loud? That yeah. you don't want to see this movie in theaters. Um, it hit the app. <laughs> I I saw it. I have my thoughts. Well, which yeah, I'm much more i am on board with how i feel about the original i'll just leave it there uh let me see i, I think see... i really like the spielberg film though it's i haven't seen it in a while so i should watch it again um i saw jfk what the doctor saw it's a paramount original which is like a 90 minute documentary about the doctors that actually were in the room when kennedy got killed let's just say they don't think there was one gunman and you know shout out Are to these doctors still alive yeah yeah what the fuck? Not all of them, but they got the young, ones. Young doctor. The ones that were alive, they were able to get, which is it's actually a very interesting look at what you know, w- why they held down for so long with not since you know, talking about I what guess. really happened that day. Uh, I saw the wrestler, still my favorite Aronofsky film. Um, wrong person won the Oscar that year. I still think that he is way better than Sean Penn and Milk. I mm-hmm. uh, saw Foxcatcher. Do you like? Do you guys like Foxcatcher? Pretty decent. I watched it too young, as in like when I was like fourteen or fifteen or whatever. It was like the year after it came out. I was like, this is an important movie. I should watch. And then now I'm like, I probably should have watched, waited because I was pretty goddamn dumb when I watched it. Because I do think so. like, I mean, I I love it, but I do think it's right up your alley, Hunter. Like, I felt like this would be yeah. Like- it, it's one of those movies where I think I still have it like a five out of ten or six out of ten. I'm like, God, it's probably way better than that. Yeah. But like, yeah. Steve Carell's I, phenomenal. I, I, that in that movie yeah, at some point i will rewatch it um a movie that i demand and i don't usually demand things on here but i demand mr jack and mr luke watch because hunter has already seen it and that's rounders the greatest poker movie of all time <laughs> I, I i i just it is just perfection yes, for us poker yeah. players because I, I know i guess so because i know it's, it's the just, only movie that's a poker movie that's like only, only a poker, a poker movie because really? Luke said yeah. Casino Royale. And I'm like, no, that's the greatest poker sequence maybe ever. But like as a but poker it, movie, this is literally that's, like that's why I give Casino Royale the edge because if you just count the sequences, Casino Royale does have a beat, but there's not as many. And if you have guns, it's cooler. Do the main characters <laughs> get the best cards? <laughs> well, um, the best part about I will say remember. this: the best part about Rounders is that. It shows what real poker is about, not having the best card, just being the best player. Because the movie focuses on like how you can beat someone with a two seven, for example. So it does have a like more. It, they focus a lot on it being about skill than just like who has the better card. So that's 
why I love it. I mean, it's the reason I got into poker when I first saw it like years ago. So, uh, still it's a watchable watch, movie too. Very watch. And Teddy KGB is one of the best like sports because I consider poker a sport. So one of the best sports villains ever, Teddy KGB. Uh, saw Coach Carter, which should two and a half hours. Don't know why it's two and a half hours. Uh, uh, two and a half hours. Yeah. Every every Get up, Mr. Every... Cruz. <laughs> every junior every junior high athlete's uh, favorite movie coach carter yeah i i as it a, truly as is a, that is that and um remember the titans. um there you go around the titans yeah. literally when i was an ra and i did like a little freshman get to know you sheet and i had favorite movie on there because i was curious goddamn those two movies were like one of the top choices i was like really I also and it's funny because I did see Remember the Time and it's one of my favorite football movies ever. But your letterbox <laughs> log is the best thing. Have you read Hunter's letterbox log on this movie? I have no, not. He, he said I don't it is. What it is honestly. He said it's the Green Book of sports movies. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably right, honestly. Because uh, isn't it they get over race? Is it racism involved in this? Not really, or like class well, differences yeah, it, or something like that. It's basically the movie has the combination. <sighs> it, it 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 brings in like black students into what was predominantly a white school that's, one. yeah that's what it was okay because it, i'm gonna be honest i watched this movie a year ago and i don't remember it so there's something uh then i saw friday night lights which is jesus i think it's, it's football one of my, season's almost over man i know but, but we were watching rudy so one of my favorite bradberg movies I, I i think it really captures like the energy of high school football really really well who peterberg is it peterberg or is it bradberg yeah i Peter, Peter Berg. Berg. They said Sorry, Brad, Brad Berg, Berg is the Incredible, like the Incredibles right? guy. I was like, what um, the fuck? And then, yeah, and then I saw <laughs> yeah, Rudy, yeah. which okay. we're going to get into, So, which takes us to Rudy. Rudy turns 30 years old today. Uh, I I just felt like this is a nice little movie to get our two new football fans on board here. And I'll start with Jack here. What are your thoughts after watching Rudy for the first time this week? Yeah, uh, I'll give you my my first thought when I watched the movie and was looking at the opening credits, if I see Jason Miller playing a priest, mm. <laughs> I have that in uh, what's age the best. And we're going to talk about that a little later. That's so funny. You say that, uh, but yes, this is my first viewing and I'm pretty sure the first viewing for actually all three of us. That isn't Dave. I could be wrong about Hunter though. But um, before you say I'd, before I'd Jack, before it. you go, I prefaced it last week. I don't know if I said it on the air, but the takeaway from this movie would be Jerry Goldsmith for you. Was Jerry Goldsmith for you? More, more, more on that later in its okay. respective category. But okay. I will say that it was a delightful first viewing. Uh, it, I can't remember what movie Hunter had this experience with, but uh, I was just watching the movie. I had like my Google Doc open, but I was just watching the movie for so long, and I was like, "Wait, I need to be writing stuff down." Uh, mm. <laughs> but no, I think there's just like, I think so much of this movie really just relies on sean Aston's performance and there really is just like that kind of like sense of wonder behind it um and i really love the care the chemistry he has really with all of the other characters uh, uh d-bob uh fortune uh, and i'm also honestly glad i kind of waited this long to watch it because so many of these like kind of just like random actor appearances make the movie more enjoyable. Like John Favreau pops up really young, Vince Vaughn, uh, mm-hmm. and then obviously Jason Miller. So no, I thought this was just a really, really nice uh, movie. And one, especially that I'm happy to have waited for um, now with my newfound interest. Luke, what about you? 
Yeah, it was it was a breakfast chill out movie for me this morning. Uh, it was a very enjoyable first watch. I haven't seen a lot of football movies. I think this is maybe the only one if you don't count Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> well, Jerry Maguire. Yes. Oh, Jerry Maguire, yeah. of course. Yeah. But that that's that's more on the the agency side of things. But but this this was the first one about the pure player. Um, no, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's a formula that that's tried and true. Uh, we'll talk about that in aged best, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, like Jack said, now that I watched that and know a little more about the sport, I know what position he was trying out for or, or whatever. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, the fun actors and just the, just the 90s vibe, 90s sports movies are Hunter, what about- a great recipe. Hunter, what about you? Well, Jerry Goldsmith. Spoiler, MVP award to Jerry Goldsmith right there <laughs> and all that. And here I am to be the negative Nancy in the group. I really did not like this movie at all. Every category, we're, I'll have a good answer for you. Honestly, I watched this movie 12 hours ago and the same, we'll say this, the opposite of the boys in the boat. I can't I believe was, I was your like, thoughts was, on that was, and then your thoughts on this. Even, this is even, like... even every minute of this movie, I thought the exact same thing too. I was like, huh, I like that, but I didn't like this. And I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I really don't like this. I this, truly don't. <laughs> I think I need 7 to 14 business days to recover from this. This is like brutal. Uh, well, uh, This is not for the show too. This was truly, this is, I don't... There is a character Rudy reminded me of and there is a specific scene he... This comparison started, and I will save it for a little bit. Well, you'll you probably hate me for it. <laughs> I first saw this movie in 1994 when it hit pay-per-view, Ooh. and um, my aunt and uncle had a special cable box that you guys are probably not familiar with from the 1990s, where everyone had, you know, you pay like $200 and you have every channel unlocked. So they had all the pay-per-view Ooh. channels and no everything. subscription. No, you just buy it. Just buy it. Uh, Man, that's the night. That's the night right there, dude. I I finally got one of those things in late '98, '99, and it was like to watch. Like, I'm a wrestling fan, so those wrestling pay per views that were thirty dollars were just like just chilling there every month for for free. Um, But no, I saw it there. I I was uh, was seven years old, and honestly, I just got. I was so into everything about it. Uh, I was big into sports. I still am. I just started taking up sports around that time, so. Since then, it's on I, complete opposite of Hunter. It's become one of my favorite sports movies and like a very refreshing go to like, comfort. God, it's fine. Uh, comfort film for me. Uh, Production wise, there's not much here. Uh, Rudiger decided to sell to sell his story in 1986 and wanted Angelo Pizzo to write a script. Pizzo initially refused as he hated Notre Dame and didn't want anything to do with them. But Rudiger managed to convince to write it. The film was shot in Illinois and Indiana. And the reason I mentioned Angelo Pizzo because he is known for um, directing another. Only. Just only. Only these movies. Literally, I looked it up on IDs. He's only written these movies, these types of movies. Any guesses, Jack, on what he's written? There's a reason. There's a reason Ruger wanted this guy to write this movie. There's a movie he had written before this that is very much. What do you want? Is it that like, Mark Wahlberg football movie that he's in? No, so he was. I think he did. Like did he do the screenplay for that one? Right. So he's oh, he baby. is known for direct for writing Hoosiers. Yep. A movie I don't. Yeah. A movie I don't like actually. 
See, that's the one I'm like, oh, I probably would like Hoosiers because if you have Gene Hackman, I will like it a little more. Oh, I hate Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. I, I loathe him in that. Everything I love about Samuel L. Jackson and Coach Carter. Is he more unlikable, though? Is he un- kind He's of unlikable? He's a poor man's Bob Knight, RIP. That's that's what I look at him. See, after watching this movie, Rudy, though, I would much rather see the Hoosiers version. So I probably will watch. I haven't seen Hoosiers. I don't know why I haven't, honestly, but I will. Um, It's... Yeah, no, I don't like Hoosiers at all. Uh, but he's also he also wrote the game of their lives in 2005, and then my soccer American movie, which is crazy, 2015, and he's a screenwriter. I don't know what this is, Hunter. Maybe you do. The Hill, 2023. Oh, that's a Christian movie. We don't want to talk about that one. Okay. That's a faith based movie. Don't right. don't don't bring it up. So not not to disparage that whole genre, but. No, I actually kind of am. Eh, never mind. So Unless Scorsese's does, doing it, I don't care. This does follow the tropes of biopics where historical accuracy of the screenplay has always been in question. Uh, so in reality, we're gonna the scene where the, all the players put the jerseys on the table, that never happened, which I don't think that shocks any of you mm. guys there. That's, it's fine. I don't care. Uh, and also Joe Montana was on that team. And in, uh, in September 2010, Joe Montana uh, – stated that it's a movie remember not all of that is true the crowd wasn't chanting rudy nobody threw their jerseys he did get in the ball game he did get a sack he did get carried out after the game so it seems like there's a little bit of uh bitterness on montana who's literally the second greatest quarterback of all time just as that story was told um, I mean, he must have hated Rudy. Yeah, thirty years later, be like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I'm gonna expose him right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of Maestro's Corner, here we go. Uh, this is conducted by the great Jerry Goldsmith, who has conducted many, many great scores. Goldsmith had previously conducted the score of Hoosiers, so that's how they were able to get Goldsmith for it. Uh, Man, I think this score fucking slaps. I think it's one of my favorite Goldsmith scores. I don't care. I know he's conducted iconic things. This is like up there for me, Jack. I I, I started saying this. This is your my selling point for you. Thoughts? You were correct. Yes, uh, Jerry Goldsmith did cook again. Uh, I I just think he's so good at like mode like just accentuating whatever like feeling you're supposed to feel like whether it's like the fear of an alien the wonder of star trek or like the mystery of chinatown here it's hope and i don't think i've actually ever heard him like do hope and i think he does it really well um and it's just like the little moments like that like the crescendo like when he first like steps onto the field when it's just him uh that was great mm-hmm. and then obviously just like the final like five minutes worth of music at the game is incredible. And uh, look, when looking at the music, I was surprised at just like how much the music had been used. Like the tryouts music was used in like the Goodwill hunting trailer and a bunch of other trailers apparently. Yeah. So the tryouts has been used in 12 trailers, including angels in the (laughs) outfield, which is a baseball delight for me. Uh, That was was a Disney channel throwback for me right there. Basketball, (laughs) the deep end of the ocean, Goodwill hunting. Like, like you said, Jack, the Little Vampire, Mafia, Seabiscuit, and Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Seabiscuit makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now yeah. Think about it. I do like those 90s, 2000s trailers that use just some old, not old score, I wouldn't say that, but like somebody's score from a movie. That's how I discovered like a lot of actual good tracks. I'm like, oh, this is a really good score or music. Uh, Hunter, thoughts on the score? 
Oh, it's a banger. Absolute banger. That is that is the thing. It, Jerry Goldsmith is literally taking eight pills of Tylenol, carrying this movie on his back, <laughs> you know, just absolutely killing it. Every single... I love these eras of scores to these 90s high uplifting, yeah. big sweeping scores. I do love them absolutely a lot. So this type of thing. And it, it is, yeah, like Jack said, the crescendos every time... I'll have the Maurice Jar Music Award moment. I'll save that for a little bit. It's just all that stuff, just the crescendos, the uplifting stuff of it. It's really, it's really good. It's really telling a lot of story. It's doing a lot to pull your emotions. And it almost got me at times, but I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm still thinking about the story here. I'm not liking this. <laughs> Luke, what about you? Did you like the music? Uh, yeah, I saw the name Jerry Goldsmith in the opening credits of him. I feel like I know that guy. Okay, I'm gonna Google him. Oh, yeah, I've I've seen a couple of those, but I'm not as as well versed as you guys, of course, as is with 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 most topics we cover on, on this on this show. But but I I enjoyed the score. It, it's very triumphant, uplifting, hopeful, like you guys mentioned. If if you take like sports movie score blueprint, I feel like this would be pretty close to it. Like towards the mm-hmm. end, like when when the game is happening, it's like just all this build up and then just. It, it, it's a really good score. Yeah, that score. I, I I've admitted to tearing up watching the end of Rudy. Like with the score hits when yeah. he gets a sack. I'm like, yeah. oh, Goldsmith, Goldsmith, you fucker, yeah. you got me. Where do you? Is this top ten for you for him? Top ten Goldsmith score. Yeah, it's probably higher. Um, that, it, Ali, per- Alien and Chinatown are like the easy. That's like, my one and two. two locks for me. Yeah, yeah. Same. And, and I don't know the order, but it, it's one of those two. But yeah, no, it's it's really high, and then like you have like like Gremlins is there in the mix still. I think uh, I think the Omen needs to be discussed as well for him. Sure, yeah, yeah. So he did he did L.A. Confidential too. I forgot. Yeah, that's a great score. I yeah, love that's that's true too. But yeah, great score. I adore it. I think we're gonna talk about this specific moments. Uh, tryouts being one of them, which is such a banger. But it's it's even the opening, the as the score first hits with the, over the title card, it's just like mm-hmm. perf- perfection. Uh, the movie was actually something that probably Hunter would have talked about because it was the closing night film in 1993 at the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh wow, that's nice. Actually, a football mile. That's like oh. Canada does have football, I guess. It would have been something. Uh, it was released was on Oct- October 15, 1993, with a budget of $12 million. Only grows $22.8 million. Mm. I'll, be, I'll be honest, too. The closing night film at Toronto is a pretty cursed slot, so this would actually be one of the better ones. Oh, there so you go. Some it. compliment coming from Hunter. I, I it will be a compliment there. It's one of the better. If I did a ranking one day of like best um, closing night Toronto films. Now I have to watch a lot of them because a lot of them are utter crap and just forgettable. So this would be number, this would be in the top ten, top five, maybe. We'll see. This is uh seventy-seven percent certified Iran Tomatoes. Our boy Raj, Ooh. um, fan of the film. Uh Good. he stated has a freshness and an er- earnestness that gets us involved. And by the end of the film, freshness? we accept Rudy's dream as more than simply a sports sentiment. It's a small but powerful illustration of the human spirit. And I will admit, I mean, you gotta admit, at that time it was a fresh idea. These movies were Yeah, I was, I was gonna say probably like, then. Like sure. twenty twenty hindsight, think, like now forget it. Like this has like been done over and over and over I, again. Yeah. I think even then it was done over and over again. But I the earnestness though, I get that. So that yeah. one I would give it points for. Uh, in 2005, Rudy was named as one of the greatest, the 25 greatest sports movies of all time. One, a uh, number ESPN was number 24, 
and then by yes, Ra- Raging Bull is number one. That's my guess. I don't have the list, Let's but you're see. probably you're probably oh, right. I'm, pull- I'm pulling it up right now. Number. Huh. Oh, what's number huh. one? What's number one? Boy, that was cool. Is that was it Ford quick. v Ferrari? Uh, well, <laughs> 2005. You said this was. Sure this is the right one. 2000, 2005, Jack. Raging Bull is number three. Oh, so Raging Bull is always the one movie though where I'm like, is it? I mean, it's I don't a, sports it's a sports movie, movie, yes, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a sports movie. That is true. Oh, wait a minute. Can I whenever guess? Ru- whenever did you say Rudy was again? So by the by the panel of sports experts, it was 24. By ESPN.com users, it was number four all time. So I'm going to guess number one is Rocky. Oh, wait. Maybe oh, different, yeah. Maybe different list. Let's well, what, what, what year did you say this list was? 2005. Five, okay. Yeah, Rocky would have been it. Because ESPN would be more Rocky than Raging Bull. It was Hoosiers. Ugh, gross. Or ESPN, yeah. Okay. Gross. Hoosiers, oh. Raging Bull, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, Caddyshack. They have no uh, Rocky? Or... I, I, and, then the na- and then the Naturals at six. Wait, I, where, where is Rocky? I disagree yeah, with... I disagree. Rocky's a lot. way more a sports movie than Raging Bull, even too. I disagree so much with that list. Oh man, um, I don't man. like the natural. I don't like the natural at I all. I mean, you also know that is a like all those movies are in like a ten year gap too. That is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, there was no. there was a real heyday for those types of movies. AFI on its latest poll of the hundred years, hundred cheers, it was ranked number fifty four. So. I'd support that. That's, not too, that's good. Not that's too good. bad. All right, Jack. What's our, yearly, uh, our year or no? At weekly at this point, I'm like AFI, get your shit together, guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're still open for consulting positions. Because you know they're working. They give us a top ten every year, so it's not like mm-hmm. they're not working. On, they're just yeah, lazy. It's, just, it's a quick Google form, guys. Come on. <laughs> Right. It's a lot easier now than it was in 2007. So yeah, I'm with you. I guess we have. To, I hope they announce it like two months before they announce. Like Sight and Sound, we'll, we we'll do like a, we will do. A yes, yeah, Sight and Sound does the whole pageantry. Of like okay, in two months we'll have our list out. So I want AFI to do it and we do it and then have our 10 hour long episode where we do it. And we do it on every single category, not just the 100. We do cool. Cheers, villains, heroes, and all that shit. So. Okay, so they they actually have to announce this a year ahead of time. We want to fit this all <laughs> in. And, and it'll be a great year. <laughs> uh, Alright, Jack, what's age the best for you? Um, I mean, with my newfound love of football, pretty much anything relating to the sport. Uh, most notably, I would say garbage time accomplishments. Um, yes, fantasy, <laughs> a fantasy football favorite for me. Shout out to I, yeah. they, so I know betting wasn't legal on college football, still isn't, honestly. But they were, but somebody might have had the over under on Georgia Tech Notre Dame and scoring that final touchdown probably pissed some people off. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Sean Aston exclusively playing lovable, rootable people from what I've seen. I mean, Mikey with the Goonies, uh, Samwise in The Lord of the Rings. I mean, even Bob in Stranger Things. I mean, just like anything this guy plays has just been like an absolute delight and somebody who I love to root for. And that is without question, like the thing that is most determinant for this movie is you for to be able to root for him. Um, the golden ticket moment of him opening that acceptance letter was done really well. I think the, because it was never kind of like, I don't know there. It kept being like, I kept thinking it was going to be the one and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then the one that was, mm-hmm. I actually didn't think it was. And then it was, so I was like, Oh, that actually like 
was good rather than just being like, oh, no, like third time's the charm like normal. Um, uh, the, the, the 100% defensive tackle success rate, his stats are going to be going crazy <laughs> on true. ESPN. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just had I just had Jerry Goldsmith, period. Just full stop. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Hunter, you didn't like much, but what did you like? No, no, I did like, yeah, Jerry Goldsmith's score in terms of that era, but I did think it captured the beauty of the Notre Dame campus very, very well, honestly. I actually toured Notre Dame, not for college, but like a few years, like my sophomore year of college. We were on a family road trip, and that happened to be one of the destinations we went on. Uh, South Bend, Indiana is a nothing town that just happens to have one of the most beautiful campuses in it, and it's really very nice place. The Basilica uh, you know, the gold top of it. They're, they're shooting inside the Basilica too, part of it, when Rudy's having that conversation with the father. Uh, the stadium is beautiful, and it's kind of like old. It's a very old stadium charm. There's, a, It's a really nice place, so I really like Have that you they been like there? shot it on. Have you been there? You definitely weren't listening. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I literally just said I toured there yeah, a couple years ago. Oh. <laughs> Not cutting that one out. Sorry. I was yeah, just reading yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. You know, I toured there. I don't know. Sophomore year of college. It was on our family. So you vacation. went on. The, so you went on the tour. Rudy was not allowed to go on at the beginning of the movie. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, I literally was every place you can be for Notre Dame. We went inside. It's not the same locker room. The locker room is not the same one that they shot in. I don't think, or something like that. I don't know. Was, or maybe they showed us a different one. Whatever. But yeah, I think it was really well done in terms of on location shooting for capturing the the beauty of Notre Dame and why someone like Rudy or the father. When he walks in the stadium and says the most beautiful sight ever, for someone who lives in Indiana, I guess that could be your most beautiful sight ever. Not much of a sit state. <laughs> I say uh, someone from Iowa, so what do I have to say? <laughs> Luke, what about you? What do you got here? I think what's age best, like I said, the, the the sports movie formula. Yes, it's kind of cliche, but I guess I have a soft spot for the for these kind of sports movies. Yeah, they all end the same. It's big triumphant music at the end, but it, is, it gets me every time. Um, like Jack mentioned, the various football things that I am now uh, uh, latched onto. Uh, I guess some of the actors that went on to become big stars, they've aged well in, in some regard. Uh, your Favros and your Vinny V's. Um, and what else? Uh, the score, of course. Um, but I, don't know. I guess you got you guys covered the main basis. It's just a well-aged '90s movie. Hunter I, I guess clearly I'm, disagrees. I guess something <laughs> I should add, kind of what you were saying, Luke. Um, we we talked about like kind of some similarities, like Rocky. The the biggest one uh, is just kind of like the accomplishment isn't one that's like I wouldn't say it's like an insane like accomplishment really because he's like only involved with like one play, but like it's enough and it like still just like means a lot and so i think just that in itself like works a lot too and it's not like doesn't turn into some like insanely like cracked football player who just starts going on a tear uh but yeah um for me iconic sports movies for me sports underdog stories i think that that's age well when it's done right uh passionate sports fans i think we all know a little bit about that now (laughs) Uh, I, I love the moment where the kid's like, during halftime, can we watch Indiana Purdue? And the dad just looks at him and like, fuck no. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it was, that was, that's what I love because in Iowa, it's the same thing. Where I was like, oh, can we watch the Iowa game? I was like, no, we're watching Iowa State. Get out of here. 
Uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, wingman. Because he was trying to use Rudy. Who's the wingman, though? That's the problem. Both of them got Rudy no good game. That, no is game. <laughs> that is true. That is true. This is the most flightless bird because both wings <laughs> suck. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned Sean Aston before, so I'll leave that one there. This is You, you touched on this earlier, Jack, but I, I, I noted it right away in my What's Age the Best. Director's choice in casting Jason Miller as a football coach and not a priest. Yeah, because with the amount of Notre Dame, there's 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 so many priests. Th- that's what I say. With the amount of priests in this movie, and Jason Miller is not one of them. <laughs> Got to give them like a big shout out for that. Uh, you, we talked about football tryout. Um, and this is what's aged the best, but it's also part of what's aged the worst. Inaccuracies and in biopics. I just don't think that's ever going to stop. We're always going to get. I mean, we're li- <sighs> we're literally going to get one in the in the Iron Claw in, in a couple of weeks because they left out a, com- a brother completely from. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we're, we just went through a whole month long press cycle for Napoleon. So yeah. it's kind of it's it's going to go on forever. Um, it's what it is. Sports movie endings. This, this, is, a, this is an all like incredible, incredible stuff. What's age the worst? Watching only one football game on a, at one time on your television. <laughs> and it, this is the 70s, though. It's not like they had a lot of channels and like they didn't have NFL Red Zone here. That is true. <laughs> some some guys just sitting there looking at like his like it's like the wall, the wall TV. And they're just like, you know, someday we'll be able to watch 12 games at once and have a uh, red that zone. Would be nice. <laughs> a t- it's, it's one of those, if I went to my other grandma's house, she didn't have cable. She just had basic channels. So you get CBS, NBC and you know ABC and Fox. But there was not that games. many. There was not that many NFL games on those channels back in the day. College football, like you could barely watch Iowa State, honestly, unless nowadays you can. It's just you only get one or two games a weekend. You had to watch what you got. That is true. Double edged sword here. Teachers knocking a student's dream. As a Catholic school kid, I did go to Catholic school. We did have teachers like that. They were very like, "Why are you thinking you can do something like this?" That it is not aged the best or the worst. It was just a moment. The, the 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 teacher who doesn't let him get on the bus is the biggest dick bag I've Big ever time. seen. It's like Big Jesus, time. right right in front of everyone. He's like, "You're a fucking no. idiot." You basically told him you're I, an idiot. It, it's like I was like, "Wait, you don't even let him go on the tour? You just just yeah, don't like, even let him." Go. And I will let, let them tell him no. Don't be like, "Yeah, no, you you can't do that." On the contrary, yeah. four years later, when he decides to pick up, leave his job after his friend dies. And then go to Notre Dame when he already has a job. He has a girlfriend. He, she wants a house. He's trying to start a family. That's not the smartest decision to do. Which goes into your brother dating your ex. I don't know if you guys noticed that when he returned. Okay, no, I, I picked up on that. I was just like, I didn't know why she was there. I didn't know, like, was she just, like, there because, like, the family just, like, assumed they were still together? No, like, she started dating his, uh... Yeah. yeah. I, like, there was, I didn't I even there know, was, like, like, a hard confirmation about it. They just, like, showed up together. It was, like, implied, so... I, I didn't even know the they case, were... But... I didn't even know they were, like, broken that. up. Yeah. Because when she says, you have to go alone, I was like, oh, she... I was like, obviously, she won't go with them. Yeah. And then, and then once, like, months and years start passing, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They're, like... <laughs> Not together. That there's no way they're together. Then you get back, and the brothers dating her. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And never mentioned one more time. She's never seen the movie again. I'm like, nope. "What the fuck?" It, it's either it's either that or Rudy or Rudy shows up in the Notre Dame uh the Notre Dame like football bus, and they're just like, "All right, come along. We're going to Notre Dame," and just like Godfather. 
Because I was expecting her to be part, because when the father and Frank show up to the Notre Dame game, you know, he's trying to press them. I was actually expecting her to get off the bus, too, and be like, not not to win her back or anything, just, I don't know, because she's there. Because she's been with the family the whole time. But and, no, they just, literally nothing left for her character. Or that brother. I don't think that brother's even there, either. And finally, uh, Hunter will appreciate this one. Vilifying anyone associated with the Green Bay Packers organization. My boy Dan Devine <laughs> gets a job in Notre Dame, and he becomes the villain yeah. of the movie. Not 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 a fan of that. Uh, but that's all I got. What what do you got, Jack? Yeah, but mine was really just like was just like nitpicks. Uh, registering for classes in person. Just the, the, I, I don't know why, but I I don't know why, but I just had quite a laugh when he walked up. It was just like I'd like to go to school here. Like, not, not, even, not even the Notre Dame part, but just like thinking about doing that. It's just like man, like time man um i feel very old because that's exactly how i used to register for classes at rutgers yeah, right. yeah that is something yeah um and, and then i get the other one just like i don't know the the, the steel pick seemed incredibly free I, it looked like he was just standing there and he just like got the ball thrown to him so i had a little chuckle at that but oh yeah it was a no. terrible quarterback Georgia Tech quarterback <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, most of it was just like old tiny depicts like that, and you covered some of the others. All right, Hunter, do you the entire movie? Is that your? Ooh, all right, let's cook here. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, um, yeah, the the girlfriend slash wife storyline. First off, I never even knew they were together until they're looking at a house. So, because I know she talks to him in the class when he's about to get grown by the teacher and she's like rudy and then the next scene they're buying a house together i'm like whoa 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 i did not know you guys were about to get married and stuff so that's very i don't know poor that uh one thing i always thought was weird is rudy has this dream of notre dame and it's all he ever talks about but then he absolutely sucks at school and not even though he knows that's the only way you can get into notre dame and i know they say it's dyslexia a little bit but he doesn't get in his grades suck because he has no motivation. I'm like, if this is your absolute right, well, the biggest thing here, I've thought about it. I thought about it a lot during the movie. It finally clicked at a certain scene. So there's three scenes that really did it for me. There was the scene where Rudy shows up, not even to the admissions office, to the goddamn gate of Notre Dame at four in the morning or whatever it is. And the guard thinks he's a lunatic, a homeless bum. And he kind of acting like one. He barges into the coach's office, past the secretary, and it's just kind of all weird about it and is telling him stuff. And then when he tracks down the coach at practice, tries to run after him and gets bowled over by the much bigger guards. And I was like, this reminds me of a certain character and a director we cover recently. That's right. He looks like Travis Bickle. He's like a taxi driver. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy is Travis Bickle who wants to play football. He's crazy. I think he really is. This That was happening. I, I, I don't think I I've ever get that a little bit. Like, okay, this guy's a bit delusional. Like, he's a bit delusional. Like, he's slipping in. Once you yeah. said, like, the storming past part, the, the like the part of, like, the campaign office clicked in my head, and I was like, you're... Once, and, and then you said the director, I was like, yeah, that's where we're going. Once It's once he goes to the practice, and they're like, whoa, whoa, man, the player's about to come out, and then the coach runs out. He's like, coach, come. he runs after the coach. Yeah. I'm like, you, you are crazy. And then it kind of clicked even more. This is not a bad scene. When when him and um, what's the janitor's name? I don't know what's called Ma- maintenance guy. Oh, what was his name? Um, I don't know. When they were, 
Apparently. Of fortune, yes. When they're Google cleaning thing. the locker room and Rudy pulls up the stool and starts reciting the speech again, I'm like, this guy is still kind of crazy. He's very crazy. <laughs> so this, it was honestly, he's Travis Pickle. That's I think a good he scene, is, though. honestly. That's a really good scene. It's a fine scene, but I think when Fortune <laughs> starts smiling, I'm like, nope, that's Stockholm Syndrome. This guy's fucking crazy. You've given it to him. <laughs> and then he starts like doing plays on the field and is like reciting the theme song. Like, I think it's too much. This guy's obsessed. <laughs> this is not Man, we good got a job to do. <laughs> Literally, I was like, buddy, we got a job to do. Stop being such a weirdo. Honestly, yeah, that's what I thought about. I was like, this. if Martin Scorsese had done this movie, I would have liked it a little more because he would have had more on it. It's the, it's the king of comedy or taxi driver on football form. Luke, what do you got here? Uh, I don't have a lot, uh, but one I do have is the helmets. They do not look like they'd protect your head at all, just like a plastic bowl. Like, no, C- CTE wasn't discovered at that point, so they didn't care. No, <laughs> you just some, died. You just know. died mysteriously. Put some, I don't know, packing peanuts up there just, <laughs> just to help you out. But... Um, and the other thing, emotional death scenes that look like an action scene. <laughs> 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 I've seen this Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie before. Um, oh, that's, that's but, actually uh, hilarious. Uh, I, I had mean, to rewind to in... make sure I, that he died. You would... like, is this I mean, a, this is was... a cool joke? This is 1993, so it's two years before Goldeneye. So this might have been the test run. I'm like, huh? The jump off the the dam that you had to test it and see this. So like, huh? Yeah, can you I jump thought. off? Of- <laughs> that's actually really funny. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. As also not age the worst, but it is one of those literally the scene where he's like, for what was his name? Patrick was that his name or something? Right? Pete. Who died? Pete. Pete? Maybe. Pete? I think so. His, his friend Pete, dies. Yeah. Right. He literally has a stand-up for himself scene. He's like, I got your back, buddy. Five seconds later, Pete, he's dead. I'm like, oh, my God. He couldn't even survive one act. Listen, and I got to to, to comment on your Travis Bickle thing. Pete enabled this whole thing by giving him that stupid uh, jacket. I'm not giving that, – well, that's eh, – Pete's a nice guy, though. Like, I don't – I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I don't blame Pete for making this deranged man more deranged. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's that's good stuff uh joe spinell that guy or jack what do you got uh i have um i have robert Prosky, who we have covered on our now defunct podcast chop talk in the keep um mm. he plays um the, he plays the priest that uh he meets uh when he first goes like I can't remember his name. Like, I, I can't remember his name. But he was also in Last Action Hero, oh, Mrs. Flash. Doubtfire. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, picture. Fa- Father Kavanaugh, it says here. Yes, yes. Who's great? He's great in the movie. I think I really mm-hmm. loved him. I, I, lo- I love the moment when he's like, don't you want to be a priest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hunter, who do you got here? Um, mine, there's actually quite a bit of like bad guys where you're like, hey, I know that guy. I had Vince Vaughn only because... Like John Favreau actually has like a character and is quite prominent in the film, but Vince Vaughn just shows up because he's not in the opening credits. So you're like, wait a minute, that kind of looks like him, and it's like, it is him. And then I couldn't. What position does he play? Because I think they say tailback, but he catches a pass at the end, which is you know say, a running back can do that. I'm not saying he can't, but it was like un. Is one like of those... a deep pass too? Yeah. Vince Vaughn, yeah. he played quarterback. No, he didn't. He didn't throw the ball. He didn't throw that ball on that play. It was a it was a trick play. 
Because uh, remember, but then oh, I, during, thought, I thought I thought they called him a tailback or something at, at the practice. Because during practice, during practice, maybe you are right. Because during practice, gets, I know he gets Rudy demoted. Like he gets demoted. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he he gets the ball and then Rudy tackles him. And I could, I can't remember if he was the quarterback. He got a hike tour. There was a trick play. Yeah, I don't. It, it doesn't matter. I, it really is not important. But it is one of those where he takes his helmet off. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Vince Vaughn. And it, they credit him as Vincent Vaughn in the yes, credits, which is kind of cool. So it was like before that. Before so his that's, comedic that's cool. actor days. Yeah. Luke, what, what this was here? his first role, actually. Too. Yeah, for maybe the first time ever, I actually have someone for this award. Because I, too, have Ooh. Couples Retreat's own Vinny V, Couples. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> so is it bad that I have Jason Miller here? Because I have another one. You know, you know who he is. But he's, he's Father Karras. Just yeah, that guy from The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 does only have like that is like his role, so that's fair. So good segue to Al Martino miscast award, and it's not uh, Jason Miller. It's you guys were just talking about Pete Christopher Reed as Pete. Can we get another '90s actor in here to play Pete? Since there's a lot of like. Up and comers is there, that is were there, in this movie. Is there a Goonie we could throw in opposite for a little, little so reunion I, I and thought, then an action scene? So I thought about this person, but I wasn't sure how much older he. How much older was Josh Brolin than Sean oh, Astin? Was he too much were, older? He was like, I don't know for sure, but like just kind of like looking at like Goonies, like. Brawlin looked like high school and Mikey like middle school. Okay, so, so like that wouldn't work. Obviously. Considering they were supposed to be like friends, yeah. Well, it's obvious, and the answer is Chunk. Or Fel, or Feldman. That's true too. If he, I don't know if he was still how much acting he was still doing in the early nineties. I think by then I know I, I know Chunk by then I think he he quit acting so and then he ended up yeah. growing up and going to law school. Uh, but yeah, I have Pete, uh, Jack. What do you have anything here? Oh. <gasps> I couldn't. I couldn't think of any. The one thing, the one I wrote here, I said, I know Dave wants any given Sunday six years earlier, uh, and I know you what what you would give for Al Pacino to play the, a Green Bay Packers coach. Oh my God! Can, can you imagine <laughs> the satisfaction Dave would have? It's the the only issue is that Divine has like no lines that are actually noteworthy, so it'd be kind of a waste of angry Pacino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Hunter, what do you got? And this movie did make all any given Sunday even better on my list. No, by, my by God, really like, no, absolutely. Any given Sunday is at least, oh and because I, I looked through like an IMD list of football movies, any given Sunday is the only we... one that is not an underdog sports story. You know, hoorah movie. That movie is fucking crazy and it's fun. <laughs> we lo- we love football here. Any given Sunday is yeah. the fakest sports movie ever, man. That's what makes it so it's fun, so... though, because I I. <sighs> It's just, it's different. I love that Oliver Stone is just like, football is a goddamn gladiator sport where people die. And it's like, yes, it's <laughs> have hilarious. You, have you ever seen it, Jack and Luke, any given Sunday? I know, no. I know the, I've seen the Pacino speech. Pacino's great. Pacino is the only thing worth noting of, in this movie. I know movie. that's one of his like, that, like, best moments in like, his career. Like. <sighs> It's 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 hilarious. It's so much fun. His hair is it's just you, you have to you have to you have to spare three hours though to watch it. <laughs> it's a yeah. long movie. Uh, okay, sorry yeah. for my for my who was miscast. I didn't have an actor. I wanted to go a little different. I said Angelo Pizzo, the screenwriter, only because 
He had one formula, and that's all he did for the whole goddamn movie. Every scene, guys are talking about someone. Someone mentions Notre Dame. Rudy says he's going to go to Notre Dame and play football. Someone's like, get out of here, Rudy. That's not for you. Enough of that dream. Rudy looks a little dejected. He's like, you know what? I am going to do it. Rinse, repeat for two goddamn hours. It's the, it's literally, if you count it, that's that scene. I think the least the first... I'm going to say 18 of the first 20 scenes is just that. That's all it is. And I was getting really bored of it after a while. Really bored. Luke, what do you got? Oh, for MVP? Uh, not you, MVP. Uh, or, wait, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Angelo Pizzo was, was not my MVP. <laughs> <laughs> not my MVP. <laughs> not, no. This cast, anyone you have here? This cast, uh... No, not really. John Favreau is maybe the one that That's stuck out guy, the most. But, That's my but guy. He, he Favreau'd it up all so the like, way. So the next category is Black Turtleneck Guy Award. So like, is John Favreau t- in it too much? To I th- I think so. Because he's maybe. I love him in this. This is where I threw Vinny V. Okay, then I, I, that's I, my choice. Because yeah, he he's not in the opening credits, and then he just comes in, and you're like, wait, like wait a second, and mm-hmm. even then, it it still is like pretty kind of far removed. I feel from like what we mostly know as him. So he kind of looks a lot different than how we expect him to, but now it's a cool like pop-up performance too. Which well, the funniest thing, the Sean Farrow, not, not a nitpick at all. It's actually the funny, one of the funniest parts of the movie where he's going to Miami law school. He does. And he comes mm-hmm. back for Rudy's game. He comes back in a limo drinking champagne. I was like, yeah. where is this coming from? <laughs> it makes I assume if you're going to law school and whatnot, and he had a good grade, so it's like, okay, his family's probably well off, whatever. He said he'll just fly back for a game. So I was like, okay, he's got money, but it just was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wait a minute, where is... Because when I says the limo, I was like, damn, Rudy's family got like special treatment or something? Game it? Nope, they just come on the Greyhound bus when Favreau gets a private limo. It doesn't um, tip the driver. He says he'll tip him on the way out, but who knows? <laughs> is that who you have, though, for Black Toronto guy, Vinny V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, you too. Mine, oh, yeah. It has to be just because. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's not much other candidates. Mauricio, our music moment. All right, so there's a few options here. I I went with, you could go with the, uh, Rudy enters a game and is taken off the field. I think that's the winner. But the tryouts is up there too. Uh, Jack, what yeah. do you got? Yeah, it, it was those two written down, and then I, me- I mentioned it earlier, but just like the little, like just like the sting when like he takes that first step onto the field near the beginning, I think that also is just like a, a really small moment that works well. Uh, Hunter, what do you got? Mine was there's two moments. So it's the first shot of the Notre Dame Basilica, where it's I think it's really right after he goes to the security guard. He's walking on campus like early in the morning, and the camera like cranes up, and you see the basilica and the through the trees. That's a really good shot, and I think I love the music at that moment. And it's when Rudy finally gets accepted, and then the, the camera's on him, and it turns around. You can see the whole Notre Dame outline at the same time. It's and the music's really pulling on that whole moment together on that one. I think I really loved it then. Nice and Luke. Um, I, there were a few just just the score. I was noticing the score just coming in, but I think for me, it's, it's when he he comes onto the field at the end. Like the whole orchestra is going. Like you know, you throughout the movie, like not everyone's playing their instrument, but but then you just send in the whole the whole bunch, and and it's just really uplifting. Nice. As is the whole movie. And then Thomas Mitchell supporting award. I went with Charles S. Dutton as the mm. I don't know gent custodian. 
maintenance guy, stadium somebody. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I dug everything he did here. Uh, shout out! I did want to give a shout out to Ned Beatty. He, you know, he yeah. was delightful. <laughs> Anyone different here? No, th- those were my two names. I'm, I'm glad somebody else brought up Ned Beatty. Yeah, he was, he was good. Uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he's not like it, it's it's that kind of good performance where like it's not like he like. Like, he doesn't understand them, but, like, he understands that, like, he has to do it and just kind of, like, lets him go and figure it out. And then mm-hmm. kind of, like, the gradual, like, acceptance, it's not, like, immediate. It's just, like, my son's mm-hmm. on the team! Or just, like, he's going to yeah. Notre Dame! And all that kind of stuff. And then the peak at the end is great. Yeah. All right. I want to give a, a special uh, fuck you award to Frank, the brother. Uh, why is he yeah. having so much? <laughs> Uh, like and, at least Ned Beatty, when Rudy gets accepted, he's like overjoyed, and he's like, "Yo, you're actually doing it." Frank's still like, "This guy's a bomb." Like, boy, he just got into Notre Dame. Even that is an achievement. Like, come on. For sure, Frank's got to be so mean. And then finally, the Icebox MVP of the film. So Sean Astin, I think you could do that, and Jerry Goldsmith are my two choices here. Uh, Jack, what do you got? Yeah, I think it, I think it's Jerry Goldsmith. I think just. The amount of emotion that his music brings to the movie, I think so many of its moments wouldn't work without it. Uh, Hunter, Jerry Goldsmith, I assume? Yeah. I don't have anything against Sean Astin's performance. I think his character's not well written, so that's fine. But it's Jerry Goldsmith through and through. And Luke? Yeah, I think I'll go with Sean Astin just because I haven't seen him in much outside of Stranger Things and uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, maybe he's another Ings, but uh, this one I, I really enjoyed him. He, I should seek out more of, of what he's what he's done. Awesome in his in his youth. And because we have a one five kickoff on in fifteen minutes, let's run through our Mount Rushmore <laughs> relatively quick here. So for me, it's a yes, but sports films, I'm gonna guess no for all of you. Is any given Sunday in your sports film list? It's not, even, it's not even in my top fifty. At least, at least football. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no. All right, this one's for Jack. Is this Mount Rushmore for steel steel mill or mills in general? Ooh. And I knew. And oh, I, I okay. Twin all right, peaks. All right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all I needed. That's all I, I needed. <laughs> I, I guess you could put the deer hunter on there. That's a very big. That's part a good one. Yeah. The steel yeah. mill. Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, there's so many action movies that are in steel mills, but they're forgettable <laughs> movies. So who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, the re- I was curious if you were going to catch the Twin Peaks. So very good, Jack. Uh, is this the peak for sports movie endings from what you've seen? I know you guys are... I'd probably say in terms of endings, no. maybe maybe closer to endings than just movies overall. I was curious, the postscript, what happened to his life afterwards. I know that's not mm-hmm. point of the movie, but who cares? You know, it's just like, oh, it, all five of his younger brothers is like, he had younger brothers? I didn't even know that in the movie. Everyone's older than him in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, kind of weird. Um... Sports movie scores. Probably. I'd have to probably. think about it. Like Raging Bull is isn't really isn't a like, score. Music. Yeah. I don't even know if that's original for the movie though. No, it's um, not. So, okay. but it's soundtrack, I guess. But yeah, Rocky definitely. And then yeah, cl- like- and then clapping. Is this Mount Rushmore for clapping in movies? Charles S. Dutton with that very strong clap at the oh, end when he gets yeah. picked up. That, that That's was, like phenomenal that clapping. Uh, do what? Do you got anything, guys? I had um, <clears throat> the one I had that you didn't cover. Notre Dame in movies. Yeah, that's um, about right. That's about <laughs> the, the, right. Or, or just like in general, the the one thing that really stuck out, um, and this is funny, funny considering um, 
The Departed. I don't know why, but one of the all the things I remember is just how many times Martin Sheen references his son going to Notre Dame. Uh, and <laughs> that's that's any any parent of a person at Notre Dame. They will mention to you and he, and no he, matter what. My kid's he, going to Notre Dame. He was I asked for the weather, there. dude. Um, and his character was as well from the West Wing. But the other <laughs> one that I, I looked up, Notre Dame in movies, the one that I saw, it's not like Notre Dame specifically, but they used the Notre Dame fight song in Airplane, like when Leslie Nielsen is giving <laughs> the, the motivation speech. Uh, so once I there saw that, go. I was I like, oh, that. there it is. <laughs> uh, anything else, guys? Dave, have you seen the Newt Rock Newt Rock Me movie from the 40s or 50s? I think once when I was a kid, I, I don't. I don't starring, remember. Starring Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything about it to be honest. I don't. It's uh, impossible to find, so I've never watched it. Maybe Luke, one day I will. Do you have anything here? No, I only have a question. What's the, What's the next football movie I need to seek out? Friday Night Lights, I think. Okay. Any given Sunday. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. It's It's It actually does work as a good double feature because it's complete bookends of reality and fakeness. Cause like that is true. Friday that Night is Lights true. is essentially like what high school football is, and it any given Sunday is what the Las Vegas wants football yep, to that's be for exa- sports. Hundred percent, that agree. is what it is. So it's actually a perfect bookend. If you want Oliver Stone cocaine from JFK and football, that's what you that's what you're getting. And it's honestly too much Oliver Stone. I'm gonna be honest, but that's what I love about it. Yeah, they did now ring him in on here, and and Willie yeah. Beeman is one of the most hated quarterbacks I've ever had. I've ever seen. There's there's, there's the reason. There's a reason the NFL did not let Oliver Stone use yep, their license yep, for that. They would a, not let him reference the real NFL because he is throwing some shade. And then Friday Night Lights led to a – the movie led to a very, very successful te- television show uh, that a lot of people consider it's like one of the best sports shows like ever made. So uh, Friday Night Lights, highly recommended. And for you too, Jack. Uh, but uh, also Rounders, that's up there too. So you guys need to watch <laughs> that. Movies. The best football movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to finish up, not that many f- facts here on this one. Uh, in real life, Dan Devine was very supportive of Rudy, unlike what the movie portrayed, and elected mm. to put him in the game on his own because Devine considered Rudy a friend. He volunteered to play a villain in order to get the film greenlit. And so a Packers coach getting slander in the movie. Not shocked. Good. We- Malafleur has been getting slander all week. I mean, all season now. You know, uh, one of the one of only two movies shot at Notre Dame. The other was Newt Rockney's All American, nineteen forty. There it is. Um, this is actually the first movie in which John Favreau and Vince Vaughn appeared together. Which is a nice couples retreat. They're both in that. <laughs> I, I, I should see when was Swingers nineteen ninety eight. I believe. 96. 96. Only okay. three years. I, I wanted to look up. Did they actually like meet on the set of this movie, or are they friends beforehand? I don't know. What a, what a delightful trivia question for LLC. Can you name the first film that John Favreau and, That's an excellent, like, you're going to get everyone get it wrong. Uh, the reason Rudy had a spot in the game in real life was because a teammate was injured and taken off the roster for that one game. That teammate was Joe Montana. Which is a. Uh, I guess that open roster. It's like Joe Montana plays quarterback, though. But they had an extra roster slot, I guess. After Hoosiers, Pizzo was developing a movie about the Indy 500 for Orion Pictures. Uh, but it got axed after a year's worth of work when Tom Cruise signed up to make Days of Thunder. The can- cancellation <laughs> left screenwriter and director open to other ideas, which ended up being Rudy's story. What a. What a I love Days of Thunder, but like, it's like. That's not. The traditional sports movie. And- I, I'm about to say, like, 
could they not have done the Indy 500 movie? It sounds so much different, especially if the, based on what this guy makes is very earnest, true mm-hmm. to life sports movies. Days of Thunder is not that. Yeah, so Days of Thunder. Kinda, is... Have you guys seen that? You couldn't... I enjoyed Days of Thunder. Same here. <laughs> Same here. Uh, and then did, 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 did one of us draft in the Tom Cruise draft? I can't remember. I I would have drafted it. I was gonna say. I I like no, I believe it was drafted. Was, what... I think it was drafted. Might have been. had to. And it, well, I could have looked it up, I guess. What we got down to, I'm sure it was gone. I'm going to look it up now. Beyond the jerseys, the biggest fabrication is actually Frank. That person does not exist in real life. P- uh, Pizzo invented Rudy's big brother as a human symbol of all the people who discouraged Rudy throughout his life. And finally, if you find yourself thinking the games in Rudy look exactly like football, you watch every Saturday and Sunday, it's because NFL films shot them. That's why the football sequences actually look as authentic as possible. Because NFL, I don't know how, NFL films are in the heyday. I mean, they're still around, obviously, but they're in the heyday or just immaculate stuff. But, yep, that's all I got. Uh, Anyone have anything else before we go? Uh, Luke, you drafted Days of Thunder and Rotten for the Tom Cruise. Yes. There you go. Great uh, pick. Jack drafted, Jack drafted Cocktail and Rotten, so we were really having fun. What did I get? <laughs> you had Top Gun. That was one of your oh, higher yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah, Top Gun, yeah. And Rotten, because it's like 59% or something yeah, like that. It's right, it's right there. Uh, but yeah, that wraps everything up. This is a delightful conversation, especially about our newfound love for Mr. Renault and Luke. Um, Next week, we're heading to a factory where Jack and I are going to break down one of the most despicable human beings that ever graced planet Earth. A terrible man, a terrible father, a terrible husband, a terrible grandfather. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. We, I guess, celebrate the movie, but look at the darkness that is Grandpa Joe. Is our is our guest confirmed for that? Yes, one? there is. Joining us okay. will be Mr. Darren from Darren's movie do we, reviews. Do, do we know if he supports Grandpa Joe or not? I or actually have not asked. I've not asked him. That'll there, be a, that'll that'll be a fun bomb to drop. But yeah. there, I am still working. <laughs> I am still working on a friend, a uh, friend of mine, who is a director who lives in London. I gotta just confirm time because she is a Grandpa Joe supporter because she says we do not know Brit- we do not know British politics so she- we do not understand Grandpa Joe mm. so that would if I if, if, if we can get her on it's going to be quite the conversation so uh, Jack tell everyone they can find you yeah uh, you can find me on Letterboxd uh, you can just look up my name and you can find all four of us over on the League of Cinephiles as well should be starting up season four here pretty soon and Hunter you can find me at thecinemadispatch.com or same name on X and Instagram. I'll be seeing Wonka in the Iron Claw this week. Along with, I'm going to see the Holy Mountain in Brazil tonight, and I'm going to do a double feature of American Paris and Sing in the Rain later this week. So, good times. Great. Luke, as always, thank you for joining us. Where can everyone find your work? Well, around, around this time of year is when the, when the top 10 is starting to take shape. So, you can head over to YouTube under Luke Reviews. Hopefully by the end of January we can have something out. And you can find me at the cinematicreel.com. Find me find me at Letterbox under the same name on X, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also find my work on Rotten Tomatoes. Until next week, see you at the movie spits.